Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 102 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look, gets some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a fun little episode that explores two crimes, one involving a spitter and the other a swallower. I will give you my opinion on who was worse after we get all the juicy details. And of course, you can judge for yourself at home. I'm salivating at the mouth just thinking about this one, so let's get into it. But first, a couple jokes to lubricate our laughing uh, membranes. Okay, this was weird. I walked in on my son the other day, and he was chewing quarters and spitting them out. I said, kid, what the hell are you doing? He replied, I'm making us rich, dad. And I'm all like, how exactly? And he goes, simple, I'm making bitcoins. <laughs> What an idiot. It's not how that works at all. Ugh. <laughs> what else we got? Oh yeah, I was walking down the street just a couple weeks ago, and I paid this artist who told me he could create my portrait just by horking saliva onto a canvas. And I'm telling you, the guy is super talented. The picture literally was my spitting image. Buddy, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home by spew o'clock. Episode number 102, Spit or Swallow. I'm sure I've swallowed something that's gotten me in trouble before, but I can't think up an example at the moment. Spitting, though? Well, as a teenager, I used to spit a lot. It's a filthy habit, really, and one I haven't completely kicked, if I'm being honest. I'll still hawk a huge loogie from time to time. I remember a group of us used to hang out at the 7-Eleven, drinking Slurpees and smoking cigarettes. We'd sit there for hours and make one ridiculously massive spit pile. One time an old man stepped in it as he was passing through. It was like stepping in a sticky puddle. No doubt he got a soaker. 
He shook his head, then screamed at us about how gross we were before storming off in disgust. We rolled our eyes, but looking back, it was a well-deserved lecture, I suppose. Okay, our first story is about a swallower who got himself into some big boy trouble. And for this one, we are headed to Somerset which is a ceremonial county, whatever that means, in southwest England, mates. Somerset is home to the annual Bridgewater Fair, which is a four-day event held at the St. Matthew's Field. It always starts on the last Wednesday in September and concludes on the Saturday. I was reading an article from Somerset Live, and they say, dating back to 1249, the four-day Bridgewater Fair attracts more than 40,000 visitors each year with many tourists flocking to its quaint market stalls and fun rides. The annual event is the Southwest's largest traveling fun fair, and its markets are full of items like food, gifts, clothing, home decoration, plants, and pottery. Wow. So almost 800 years old. And this just sounds like a good time. Who doesn't love a fun fair? They're fantastic for all ages, something for everyone, and makes for a great date night. That's a perfect segue into our story. So let's travel back to September of 2018. The fair is in full swing, and we find ourselves tagging along with Joshua Coles and his girlfriend, whose name stayed out of the papers. But for the sake of the story, we will call her Sheila. They were also there with a couple of buddies, so this wasn't really a date night or anything like I alluded to. Just some friends in their mid-twenties hanging out, having some drinks, checking out the fair. Now, something you gotta know about Josh, he likes to have a good time. He's a goofball, was the class clown in high school, will do anything for a laugh. You know the type. And Josh is a tree surgeon, which is what we'd call an arborist where I'm from. He basically trims tree branches that are near power lines, plants trees, cuts them down if they're a hazard, transplants them, maintains them. They climb up there and take care of business. Kind of looks like a fun and potentially dangerous job. So Josh works hard and he plays hard. And on this night, they were playing a couple carnival games and they won. Their prize, you ask? Was it a stuffed animal? Nah. A goldfish. A real live goldfish. Which, this used to also be common, I believe, when I was a kid, to win a goldfish as a prize. And looking back, that's ridiculous. Those poor fish. You win them, then got to spend the rest of your night walking around with this thing in a plastic bag. How barbaric. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Luckily, or I should say not so luckily for the fish, they will not have to get carried around in a bag for long, because Josh takes the fish out, holds it in the palm of his hand, and it's flipping and it's flopping, while Josh's friends start egging him on to eat it. I had a hard time understanding most of what these chaps were saying, but I heard a, go on, Den, and a lot of goofy laughter. So Josh does it. He actually swallows the fish. Then he chases it down with a few gulps of his beer. That poor goldfish went straight down the hatch. When he's done, Josh sticks out his tongue, like, what's up? You know, that kind of pose. Proudly showing that he made that fish disappear. Sheila filled in the whole thing and can be heard kind of screaming when Josh did it. It was a half scream, half laugh. Like, ooh, stop. She didn't seem heartbroken by the situation. She knows the kind of man she's with. I'm sure she's witnessed him do worse. 
Sheila uploaded the video to her Snapchat with the caption, He ate my fish, followed by two crying emojis. The friends went on with their night after that, not giving that whole scene much thought. But in the following days, the Snapchat video gained some traction and is shared far and wide. Hundreds of thousands of views. Our boy went viral. And it got mixed reactions with some people finding it funny while others were concerned. Quite a few actually reported it to the RSPCA, which stands for the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. It is a charity operating in England and Wales that promotes animal welfare. Needless to say, when they viewed the footage, they did not appreciate Josh or his sense of humor. They took this matter very seriously, eventually taking our boy to court. Here is what RSPCA prosecutor Lindy Meyer had to say about Josh's actions. Quote, There was never going to be any other outcome but death from his actions. These cases are not unusual and courts have taken them very seriously. It was videoed and posted on social media by his girlfriend. He said it was initially a stunt for social media and the goldfish was okay and he hadn't swallowed it. He claimed it had been won at the fair and it was already half dead. He was smiling when he said that. He seemed bemused by the investigation and asked what would happen as it is only a goldfish. End quote. Well, Josh, we're going to find out. A vet expert was also in attendance in court, David Martin, and he went over in detail what the fish would have experienced, and it's not pretty. When it went down his throat, still alive, it would have received burns to its scales due to the acidic environment in the stomach, and it would have eventually died of oxygen deprivation. Shitty way to go. But that's how you assume a lot of fish die out in the ocean from sharks and other fish eating them. Minus the beer in there, I suppose. Uh, Josh still showed little remorse, thinking this whole thing was being blown out of proportion, which it kind of was, but at the same time, I get it. RSPCA inspector John Pollock adds some more insight here. Quote, We are asked, why prosecute for a goldfish? But they feel pain and have a spine. We will deal with it whether it is a large or small creature that has suffered. This is the first time in my 30-year career that I have had a prosecution like this, but there have been ones in the past. The expert veterinary evidence is that the goldfish would have drowned in beer content and his stomach acids. If a goldfish was put in a glass of acid, then people would be jumping up and down about it and ringing us up. This goldfish would have suffered a great deal. It would have dissolved alive in the stomach acids. End quote. In the beginning, Josh said the whole thing was a stunt for social media and the fish was fine, but finally he admitted the truth in March of 2019 at Exeter Magistrates Court. He pleaded guilty to causing unnecessary suffering to a projected animal, and this was so he could avoid a lengthy trial and just, you know, move on with his life. Josh's lawyer, Jeremy Tricks, tried to garner him some sympathy, claiming that he was embarrassed and ashamed by what he had done and that he also has ADHD and suffers from anxiety and depression. Lawyer Jeremy said, quote, He has very poor decision-making skills. It was an idiotic and stupid mistake, but there is no malice in him. Yeah, okay, I actually kind of buy that. He then goes on to add, There was an incident a couple of days ago where someone suggested he ride a fitness ball down the stairs. That he did, and put a hole in the wall. He has also broken his neck on more than one occasion. End quote. (laughs) Okay. So he does stuff like this often. The multiple broken necks might be an exaggeration. 
Anywho, Josh managed to avoid jail time for this, but he didn't weasel his way out of court unscathed. He received one year of probation along with 200 hours of community service and had to attend five days of rehabilitation. He also had to pay 300 pounds and an 85 pound victim surcharge. Who did that go to the goldfish's family? Oh yeah, and the icing on the cake, Josh got banned from owning a goldfish for five years. Ouch. A firm but fair sentence. Some good news that came out of this debacle. The Showman's Guild, who organizes the Bridgewater Fair, confirmed that goldfish won't be given out as prizes anymore. And that is directly due to Josh's actions. That is great. And unfortunately, it takes a strange incident like this one for changes to be made. But better late than never, though. In an interview with Somerset Live, a spokeswoman for the RSPCA was ecstatic with the decision. She said, quote, Animal ownership is a big responsibility that needs to be planned and well thought out. Not a spur-of-the-moment thing that happens just because someone has won a prize. Games offering animals as prizes don't take this into consideration. Preach, girl. I couldn't agree more. She goes on to say, Very often, the prize animals suffer miserably, as the busy fairground is just too much for them. Goldfish are often offered as prizes, but are easily stressed. They may suffer from shock, oxygen starvation, or even die from changes in water temperature. Many fairground fish die before the new owners can even get them home, or soon afterwards. Under the Animal Welfare Act 2006, it is an offense to enter into an arrangement with a person reasonably believed to be under 16, who is not accompanied by an adult, whereby an animal is to be won as a prize. We'd encourage anyone with concerns to help to stop this by contacting your local authority or the event organizer and ask them to adopt a policy of not allowing animals to be given as prizes at any fundraising activities held in their buildings or on their land. End quote. Right on. So there you have it. I'll give my final thoughts, just like our boy Jerry Springer, on this story after we hear the next one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So we've heard about a silly swallower, now let's hear about a savage spitter. For this tale, we are headed to Australia. Oi, mate. Insert shitty Crocodile Dundee reference here. Oh, sorry, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. You called it a knife. This is a knife. Mm, hang on. Let me just take a swig of my Fosters here. A good Australian beer. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> we're going to the beautiful Gold Coast. The Gold Coast is a metropolitan region south of Brisbane on Australia's east coast. 
It's famed for its long sandy beaches, surfing spots, and elaborate system of inland canals and waterways. At least according to Wikipedia. And they've never steered us wrong before. <laughs> right? Right? This event happens on Monaco Street in Broad Beach Waters. Broad Beach Waters is a swanky suburb on the Gold Coast. And Monaco Street is known to be its most exclusive street. That's what they're saying in realestate.com. And it appears to be true. I don't think they're just blowing smoke up our asses. There are some very nice multi-million dollar homes over there. I feel underdressed just looking at them. Like I should be wearing a suit or at least some business casual attire while viewing these gorgeous homes. We're in a very la-di-da area. That's what I'm getting at here. And one where I'm sure thefts occur because, you know, there are so many rich targets around. But they definitely aren't used to the type of classless act that we're about to dive into. This story broke in the news about four months ago in January of 2023. But it's a crime that's been repeating itself for almost a year. The victim is only described as a Gold Coast mum. She has two youngsters at home. I obviously don't want to call her a Gold Coast mum this whole time. So we'll refer to her as Gloria. That sounds fancy. Shout out to all the Glorias out there. Beautiful name. Gloria has a very annoying problem. Some cereal saliva spewing cyclist has been spitting on her vehicle. Viciously. It's an aggressive act that she has caught on camera several times. You can see the guy veer over beside her car, then lean over and hawk a loogie right on the window. And he's been doing this practically every day for 10 months. Unreal. Gloria is clearly annoyed by this behavior. Not wanting to be a Karen, she let it slide for quite some time. But after gathering enough footage of this guy in action, she finally filed a complaint with police. She also posted in her local community group on Facebook and added a 10-second video, trying to get some help, hoping someone would recognize this loogie-lobbing loony. And that's actually a great idea. Those community groups can be very helpful. Here's what she said over there. Quote, He has been spitting on our car every time he rides past in the morning on Monaco Street for the past 10 months. And we have no idea why. It is a disgusting thing to do especially when I have to wash it off before taking my two young kids to school to make sure they don't touch his spit. As we now have a lot of video footage, we have referred it to the police, as it has now become harassment and damage to personal property. Please help us try and stop this disgusting and cowardly behavior. End quote. Unfortunately, this didn't get her any solid leads. The footage is a little grainy and not super close up. The disgusting douche is one of those serious cyclists, decked out in a helmet and skin-tight spandex gear. He was described as a mammal in the Daily Mail article, M-A-M-I-L. I'm unfamiliar with that term, so I looked it up, and it stands for Middle-Aged Man in Lycra. Is this a well-known term I didn't know about? It must be, and I like it. Many of Gloria's neighbors agreed that this behavior was gross, disgusting even. One lady commented, What is wrong with people? A gentleman in the area had an interesting theory, and I bet ya he's spot on. He said, You probably unknowingly had a near miss with him at some stage. Still doesn't excuse the behavior, though. We all make mistakes. End quote. That is probably exactly what went down. Gloria may have unknowingly cut him off in traffic or drove a little too close to the cyclist for his comfort. 
Her car is also parked on the side of the road. Maybe it's in what he perceives as a bike lane. He doesn't spew on any of the other vehicles, though. So this seems very specific. Like this guy has a personal issue with Gloria, or at least her car. And if that's the case, there are much more mature ways to deal with this issue, like perhaps a conversation. They have access to this man's DNA, obviously. They could scrape it off the car window and have it tested. But again, as is the case in a lot of these lower-end crimes we cover, police aren't going to put that much care and effort into such a petty problem. This, as far as I know, is still an unsolved issue. It's not very promising that police will catch this clown. A Broad Beach police spokesman said he wasn't even sure if this case was being looked into. But he did add, however, it could be. Oh, okay, bud. That's real reassuring. Doesn't this lady have any friends that are willing to help her out? She's rich. If I was in the area, here's what I'd tell her. You give me a couple hundred bucks, and I'll piss in a water gun, or take a dump in a bucket, and I'll just sit in your car all day, and wait till this dude shows up. Then when he does his little drive-by and leans in to let out some liquid, I'll hit him with some of my own. Blammo! <laughs> Imagine, a mouthful of warm piss, or he leans in and kisses my crap. It would be the happiest moment of my life, just to see the look on his face. Hell, I might even do it for free. And I'm sure most teenagers would too. Anyway, that is the case of the serial spewing cyclist. Okay, so now that we have the facts, which perpetrator do you think is worse? The spitter or the swallower? Are you team spit or team swallow? Let me know, guys. And since I can't hear you screaming your answers into your phones right now, I'll give you my winner. I'm team swallow. Oh, wait, I don't even know what that means exactly. I'm on the swallower's side. I think he's more likable. Just a goofy dude who likes to go for shock value and make people laugh. I used to be like that myself. Still am at times. And if you got enough booze in me back in the day, I may have swallowed a goldfish too, while being egged on by my friends. Heck, I ate over 100 rabbit turds that one night, so it's not a big stretch. And it's one of those things where if you gave it more thought and realized the pain the fish would have to go through, I wouldn't have done it. And I like to think that Josh would feel the same way. It was a one-time occurrence, therefore I feel like that dude isn't that bad. Then we got the serial spitter. Ten months of this shit. That is several cooling off periods in between, and he still keeps coming in with that rage. Sure, you get angry and maybe spit on someone's car once, twice. I'll give you three times. Then you move on. But this guy, to keep doing it over and over and over again, he has issues. And I don't like him at all. Don't want to be associated with him. Josh, on the other hand, I'd happily have a beer with him. As long as we're not pairing that brewski with a slimy goldfish. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 102. Spit or swallow? It's crazy how many crimes I found involving spitters and swallowers. I'm going to make this an annual episode. Plus, you know I love putting those two topics together. Makes me laugh. You see what I'm doing there. <laughs> so ridiculous. Alright, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby! So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Hi, Leroy. Just started listening to the podcast and have binged most of the collection by now. We just moved to a new house, so I've appreciated all the laughs while I've been unpacking boxes and painting rooms. Oh, I appreciate that. 
I listened to your episode about the MaxiPad Bandit and am responding to your call for period stories. A little late to the game, but a nasty story is always worth the wait. Back in my college days, I was newly married to my husband. Just had our 10th anniversary yesterday. And he received a strange email from a friend. Let me back up and introduce this friend. He was an old roommate of my husband's. And an aspiring doctor. Let's call him Joe. Joe was an odd duck. He snuck in petri dishes of diseases to the apartment. So they had samples of gonorrhea and salmonella just laying around. You know, as you do. He also loved writing novels in his spare time. He wrote one in which famous figures of history have a dinner party. Abe Lincoln and John Wilkes Booth make jokes about the whole assassination debacle. How nice for them to be friends in heaven. Joe had a theory about women and menstruation. He thought that since we had a group of friends, all just recently married and always hanging out, that our periods would be synced. So Joe emailed all the husbands, there were like five married couples, and asked them to track their wife's periods on a spreadsheet for Joe to study. Mind you, he didn't ask us women about our periods. He asked our husbands to take note of our periods and report back to him through a group spreadsheet. Needless to say, no one responded, and we really haven't kept in touch with Joe. Last I heard of him, he graduated med school in St. Lucia in the Caribbean, and is now a practicing doctor here in the U.S. I pray he's not an OBGYN. I hope that made you laugh through the shudders it inevitably gave you. Life advice. Don't ask your male friends to tell you about their wife or girlfriend's menstrual cycle. It won't go as well as you picture it. Love your show. Take care, Shannon. Aw, thanks, Shannon. And you did make me laugh. And Joe certainly sounds like an eccentric guy, but with his thirst for knowledge and experimentation, I'm sure he's probably a great doctor. It would just be awkward going for a physical than having him text the results to your husband, along with some follow-up questions about your pooping habits or your boobs or something like that. When I shared an apartment with my brother, we also used to have samples of gonorrhea and salmonella there. Only they weren't in petri dishes. They were either in condoms or in the kitchen. I love it. And am always happy to hear from new listeners. It means the show is growing. And that's the goal. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Send me your listener confessions or stories. And just like our girl Shannon, you too could have your story played on the air. Join the Patreon or send me your life savings through a PayPal donation. Follow me on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, email me. You can find links to any and all of that stuff in the show notes. Thanks for taking this journey with me. That's all I have for you for now. But come back here in 10 days and I'll happily serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.